from Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. This is the WIA National News for broadcast April 7, 2019. I'm Graham VK4BB. Buy, swap, sell and want it. Is it actually a breach of Australian law? Last week, mention in the news was made of how it is against the law for operators discussing buying and selling of equipment on amateur radio frequencies. Now, this may not be entirely correct, as George VK3EIP points out in several pieces of correspondence received this week. I'd suggest you read the text edition for his full explanation, but in brief, it reads... We all know that Part 2, 6 of the Amateur Radio LCD tells us we must not make a transmission on the amateur bands for financial gain. But what does financial gain mean? The term is not defined in the LCD and so we should not be surprised there are many different views about the meaning of Part 2, 6. One way to make Part 2 clearer could be to define financial gain in the LCD. Clearly it's not as simple as was implied last week and perhaps we need dialogue between amateurs, the WIA and ACMA, to sort out this part of the conditions on our licences. So, with an abundance of caution, we again publish in our text editions the advertising guideline for this, the WIA broadcast. And again, it's thanks to VK3EIP and read George's full letter to us in this week's text edition of WIA National News. Hi, this is Peter. VK8ZZ. I recently attended Perth Tech 2019. The event was well attended and the 2019 call books were all snapped up very quickly. There were some great presentations. Of particular interest to me was a presentation by Phil VK6PH on high efficiency HF linear amplifiers, or a kilowatt in your pocket. Phil had a very attentive audience. Peter VK3YE also gave a great presentation on QRP and portable operations. It's amazing who you can work operating pedestrian or bicycle portable. Well done, Pete. In Australia, we are very grateful for the great work, time and dedication of Peter, VK3MV. He is the coordinator of the WIA monitoring service. Also, we are grateful for the team of volunteers, both amateurs and SWLs, who submit reports on intruders into our bands. There continues to be significant incursions into our bands. Reports can be easily and quickly made using the online intruder form, which is located on the WIA website. So when you next hear a possible intruder, report the matter and help protect our bands. These reports feed into the International Amateur Radio Union and to the ACMA and are taken very seriously. These reports do matter. There is also an urgent need for more volunteers to assist the service. Amateurs and shortwave listeners are encouraged to make inquiries. More information can be found on the WIA website. In our March WIA board meeting, we advanced a proposal to digitise over 10 years of historical documents that had been created in providing the examination and licensing services under the ACMA deed. These digitised documents will be archived for ACMA for 75 years. The board also considered a proposal to update the bookshop This was accepted and the updated WIA Amateur Radio Bookshop is now online for members to use. A big thanks to Mark, VK3OHM, and his team. In relation to the bookshop, the board have decided to seek the services of volunteers to curate the bookshop. So if you or your club have an interest in this area, then contact the secretary for more information. 
The board also endorsed Ron VK3AFW as the WIA representative to Standards Australia, replacing Phil VK2ASD. A big thanks to Phil. The WIA returning officer, Mr John Marshall, has advised details of the election for the WIA board. He has confirmed that four WIA board positions are to be vacated at the conclusion of the 2019 AGM, which is to be held in Sydney in May. The current directors who were elected in 2017 that will vacate their positions are President Justin VK7TW, Vice President Greg VK2GPK, WIA Director and Secretary Peter VK8ZZ and WIA Director Marcus VK5WTF. All directors were eligible for re-election. Three nominations were received, so the returning officer has determined that an election is not necessary and that the three nominees will be elected unopposed. Nominations were received from Greg Kelly, VK2GPK, a returning director, Peter, VK8ZZ, also a returning director, and Mike Alsop, VK8MA, who is a new director. The returning officer has prepared a notice to be published in AR Magazine and on the WIA website. The WIA Merit Awards are presented each year at the WIA AGM. The board are keen to receive nominations for worthy recipients of these awards. Details of the awards and how to make nominations are on the WIA website. Nominations are currently open and need to be submitted by the end of April. With more on the AGM, here is WIA Vice President Greg, VK2GPK. Over to you, Greg. The annual WIA conference and AGM is scheduled for the weekend May 24 through May 26, 2019. This year is being held in Sydney to celebrate the 100-year anniversary of the founding of the Waverley Radio Club in 1919, the longest continuously licensed radio club in Australia. The club, based in Waverley, a suburb of Sydney, was renamed in the 1970s to the Waverley Amateur Radio Society. It became a WIA-affiliated club in 1926 and has been ever since. The agenda for the technical presentations is currently being finalised. The technical paper proposals that have been submitted are now under review for inclusion, and based on the very high quality of submissions, you can be assured of an exciting range of topics and interesting speakers. Of course, holding a conference in a capital city does mean that the accommodation is somewhat more expensive than regional areas. A range of accommodation options is on the WIA website, including budget-friendly options. Alternatively, I would suggest billeting with fellow radio amateurs based in Sydney. From my own personal experience, radio amateurs are most hospitable and very happy to assist interstate or intrastate travellers. As a Sydney cider, I am billeting three people attending this year's WIA conference. So if you know some Sydney-based VK2s, give them a call, or if you don't, perhaps contact one of the WIA-affiliated clubs in Sydney. I'm sure they'll be happy to assist with some Sydney hospitality. Refer to the WIA website for club contact details. If you are a Sydney-based amateur and would like to billet an amateur or two, please send your details and the number you can billet via email to the Waverley Club. This is Greg, VK2GPK, on behalf of the WIA board. This is Roger Harrison, VK2ZRH, from the Spectrum Strategy Committee. Earlier this week, the Australian Communications and Media Authority, the ACMA, released a document setting out the work that it plans to do in spectrum management over the next four years, from 2019 to 2023. Called the, quote, Five-Year Spectrum Outlook 2019-23, end quote, 
The 71-page document is what the authority calls a consultation draft. That is, they are calling for all interested stakeholders to comment on any and every aspect of interest to them. Naturally, that includes the WIA on behalf of members and the radio amateur community in general, which includes both licensed amateurs and prospective licensees. Of particular interest, at the top of many amateurs' wish lists, is work to progress access to the 60 metre band at 5.3 megs. Allocated worldwide to licensed amateurs at the 2015 World Radio Conference. The ACMA notes that the band is included in the Australian Radio Frequency Spectrum Plan, but there is opposition to the allocation from Defence due to potential interference. However, the ACMA intends to publish a discussion paper in the third quarter of 2019-2020, seeking views on implementation issues. Under the title of Licensing and Licensing Systems, the ACMA says that over 2019-2020, it will seek the inclusion of amateur qualifications in the Australian Qualifications Framework to enable more education and training bodies to provide amateur training and qualifications. Sure to be of wide interest in many quarters. There will be public consultation, says the ACMA. Of direct interest to all amateurs and prospective amateurs is the ACMA's intention to commence consultation on potential changes to licence conditions in the fourth quarter of 2018-2019. Coming up real soon now, and maybe further consultation in the first quarter of 2019-2020. A few other topics of some interest are also covered in the ACMA's work plan, which I will get to in a later broadcast when I expand on the topics raised here. The website link to the ACMA's consultation paper can be found in the text version of this news item and in a separate announcement in Wire News on the WIA website. This is Roger Harrison, VK2ZRH, for VK1WIA News. From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. International News. I'm Jason, VK2LAW. We start with news from New Zealand. A $2,250 fine for using illegal radio transmitter on New Zealand police channels has been issued by their regulator. The man in question's offences were relating to the possession and use of unlicensed radio communication equipment. On the 24th of August 2018, Mr Elvis Johnson was stopped by police in the Wangari area. On search of Mr Johnson's car, police located a Baofeng UV-5R two-way radio. When switched on, the device was set to the same frequency as the Northland Police Channel. Charges were laid by Radio Spectrum Management under Sections 113 and 114 of the Radio Communications Act 1989. To Europe now, news out of Norway, Radio Ham receives Viking Sky Communications. Norwegian and Swedish broadcasters report a radio amateur managed to capture the communication between the distressed cruise ship Viking Sky and the Coast Guard. Staff of the Norwegian cruise ship Viking Sky had hit the alarm The engines had stopped working and the ship stopped operating in the harsh weather. A radio amateur managed to capture the communication between the distressed ship and KV Nord Coast Guard on 156.8 MHz. 
With up to 15 metre high waves, the cruise ship lost engine power and, according to a preliminary investigation, there was a low oil pressure reading which led to the ship ending up in the drama on the high seas. Viking Sky, with 1,373 people on board, was just 100 metres from going ashore when the sea anchors bit. WIA News has gained access to parts of the communication between the ship's crew and the Norwegian Coast Guard during the subsequent rescue operation. The sound recording was made by a Norwegian radio amateur and aired on NRK. To the United Kingdom, Brexit isn't the only news from the UK. WIA Director Greg VK2 Golf Papa Kilo explains. There have been some interesting changes announced to the UK Foundation Licence Examination Syllabus, which will come into effect in September this year. The major change is the introduction of digital signals. This includes audio sampling using CD Redbook examples, how digital signals are processed, what are DACs and ADCs, and then there's a section covering SDR, software-defined radios. There's also some other additions, such as the introduction of polar plots for antennas. These UK changes will set clear precedents for similar changes to be made to the Australian Foundation licence syllabus, so watch this space. This is Greg, VK2GPK. News from the United States, the US Department of Defence plans to start making use of a provisional time slot on WWV and WWVH to start announcing upcoming HF military communication exercises and how the amateur radio community can become involved in them. The announcements will occur at 10 minutes past on WWV and at 50 minutes past on WWVH. WWV and WWVH transmit on 2.5, 5, 10, 15 and 20 megahertz. The initial announcements are set for the period April 20 to May the 3rd. At the outset, broadcast messages will likely be static. For future exercises, announcements could be updated throughout an exercise. The messages will direct listeners to a specified website to provide reception reports and feedback. Emergency neighbourhood communications, courtesy of Helper, For many people, phone and internet connectivity are omnipresent and always available. It's possible to upload selfies from a Chinese subway or search for restaurant reviews in most highway towns, all thanks to modern cellular connectivity. However, in emergencies, we're not always so lucky. If towers fail or user demand grows too large, things can collapse all too quickly. It's in these situations that Helper aims to flourish. Helper stands for Heterogeneous Efficient Low Power Radio. It's a radio system designed to operate in the absence of any infrastructure, creating a pop-up network to serve community needs in disaster areas. Users can share information about available resources like water, gas and food, while emergency workers can coordinate their response and direct aid to those who need it most. Hackaday says it's a system built around commonly available parts, Raspberry Pis run the back-end software and communicate with individuals over Wi-Fi with low-RAR radios handling the longer-range communication from node to node. Combining this communication ability with GPS location and stored map data allows users to more easily find resources and assistance when things go wrong. The journal article is freely available for those wishing to learn more about the project, a project which aims to keep people safe when conventional networks go down. The key is to remember that once disaster strikes, it's usually too late to start distributing radio hardware. Emergency gear should be well in place before things start to go south. 
Of course, there's always the government side of the equation. In the USA, the emergency broadcast system is a great example of emergency communications done right. For WIA National News, in Sydney, I'm Jason, VK2LAW. Ham Radio Operational News. It's a contact sport. I'm Felix, VK4FUQ. All major Australian contests, rules and results are on the contest section of the WIA website. 2019. 20th Harangel Memorial Sprint, May 4. IARU HF World Championship, 13-14 July. Trans-Tasman Low Band Contest, July 20. VK Roman State Contest, August 17-18. The Grid and Prefix Award Program, GAPA. This is the most detailed and comprehensive digital awards program available today for both radio amateurs and SWL operators. I would highly suggest that you read all about it in the news text this week, available from wia.org.au, but in part. Awards offered by GAPA form to do major categories based on call sign prefixes and grid square locations. Popular digital modes such as FT, JT, RITI and PSK can be used to earn individual awards and as award endorsements. The program also encourages the use of other modes such as T10, Throb, SSTV and HELL. Contacts can be confirmed through the use of LOTW, EQSL, QRZ or direct QSLs. Awards are based on operator contacts, not an operator's location. A separate portion of the GAPA program is based on confirming a specified number of unique grid square locations within a specific political entity or subdivision that are used to earn a certificate bar. These bars can be for individual countries or specific US states or provinces and districts within Canada, New Zealand, Australia, Italy, United Kingdom, Germany, the Netherlands and Japan. There are many one-grid countries such as Heard Island, Aruba or Guam. However, many larger and more populated countries require multiple grids such as 20 grids for Brazil or 10 grids for Poland. The GAPA program provides attractive collector sheets where the bars can be affixed. Again, I would highly suggest you read all about it in the news text this week available from wia.org.au. Through the Dex window, April, Norfolk, celebrating the 40th anniversary of the signing of the Norfolk Island Act, the VI9NI team of VK3QB, VK3HJ, VK2PN and VK3BDX will be active from Norfolk Island OC005 from the 1st to the 14th of April. They will operate on 160-17 metres, FT8, CWNSSB, QSL via VK4FW, Ukraine. In the world of DX, be listening for special event station EM75FA between the 6th and the 14th of April. This station is commemorating the 75th anniversary of the liberation of the city of Edessa from the Nazi invaders during World War II. That took place on the 10th of April in 1944. QSL via UT7FA. For VK1WIA National News, I'm Felix, VK4FUQ Inningham. Media Watch and the latest issue of Magpie Magazine, number 80, contains a feature on amateur radio and includes a number of radio-related projects. Magpie is a magazine dedicated to the low-cost Raspberry Pi microcomputer. By low-cost, we mean from around $10 for the basic model. Richard VK2SKY told us, starting on page 68 of the magazine, there is a huge project list. Also, check our text edition for that list and download a free electronic copy from the Raspberry Pi Foundation website. From Australia, this is VK1 WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au.
Hi, I'm Bruce, VK3FFF in sunny Bendigo. And I'm Cole, VK3GTV. And we start Special Interest Group News this week with further digital news. With the details, here's Grant, VK5GR. Thanks, Cole and Bruce. As I mentioned in last week's news, the Amateur Radio Experimenters Group is sponsoring a new event during April the 27th and 28th this year, designed for people to come and try free DV. The new digital HF voice transmission mode developed by David, VK5DGR. The FreeDB QSO party is all about getting on the air with this new mode and encouraging people to try and make as many new QSOs as possible. The latest 700D version of FreeDB has performance characteristics that rival SSB voice, while delivering the signal in less than 1kHz. To get on the air with the mode, you can use open source free software. Just couple your computer to your radio, the same interface you use for FT8 will do, and your headset and microphone to your computer. Configure the program and away you go. But hang on, you say, how do I know what a free TV signal sounds like, so I can even identify one on the bands? Well, to help you out, here's a little sample. If you'd like to see what that sounds like on a waterfall, you can also head over to the AREG website and see some uh, pictures. Now, to help you find FreeDV signals in VK, centers of FreeDV activity have been listed on the AREG website, www.areg.org.au, as well as details of the QSO party rules and where to get started downloading and installing FreeDV. Head on over and have a read. During the QSO party, AREG member stations will also be on hand to help you answer your configuration questions and get you underway. So, stay tuned, we'll tell you more about this unique event and this new fantastic mode during next week's broadcast. 73 from Grant VK5GR for the Amateur Radio Experimenters Group. Survey FT8 growing as DX mode in an era of waning propagation. In his 2018 update of his survey of modes used on the air, Clublog's Michael Wells, G7VJR, says the number of Clublog users uploading at least one FT8 contact to the site grew from 8,000 in 2017 to 14,200 in 2018. G7VJR worked with data from Clublog users who, he reports, uploaded 41.3 million contacts in 2018, up by 12% from last year. He thinks that fact is more significant given the ongoing decline of this particular solar cycle and its possible evidence of extra activity from FT8 and newly active amateurs who'd run out of steam on CW and SSB but are back to try digital modes. Also in digital news, a date to claim it's April 20. This is when hams from around the world using a variety of modes are being invited to celebrate the one thing that they may all have in common. They all love a good rag chew. The 420 Ham Radio Network is hosting a 24-hour net that is accessible via DMR Talk Group 302024, Yesu Fusion 36037, D-Star Reflector 420A, All-Star 49447 and Echo Link 66420. Martin Swimmerer, VE1KLR, who will serve as net controller, said that the NAT has been scheduled to call attention to the need for more good rag chews. He told our US counterpart, Newsline, that part of the hobby is in need of attention. So April 20, rag chewing will be in the spotlight for 24 hours 
and you can find access information by visiting 420reflector.net. Worldwide Special Interest Group's ATV. Fun video showing use of the SSB and FM ham radio satellites. John KG4AKV has released a new video showing amateur radio contacts through the XW2C, XW2D, CAS4A SSB satellites and the SO50 FMA. On the AMSAT BB, John wrote about a long-time friend he worked over four passes on four different satellites. He said the highlight was making contact through a satellite while they were standing mere feet away from each other, twice on two different satellites. Have a look at the YouTube video titled Talking Through a Satellite from 15 Feet Apart. Worldwide Special Interest Group's DMR. How to get into DMR without a radio. There are three steps you can take to accomplish the task. This applies to the three most popular protocols. It begins by acquiring a special USB dongle that contains an analog-to-digital and digital-to-analog IC chip referred to as an AMBE 3000, which sells for about a quarter the cost of a radio. Check out Southgate's link in our text edition this week for all the various URLs required, etc. Worldwide Special Interest Groups, QRP and Weak Signal Communication. The interest in QRP activities is everlasting in the amateur radio community worldwide. QRP radio communications demonstrate a high skill and knowledge level of radio amateurs and offers advantages concerning, among others, through the reduction of man-made interference, or QRM, on the amateur bands. At the 10th IARU Region 3 conference held in September 1997 in Beijing, a resolution was passed to recommend the following. Why not think about your club hosting a QRP field day or a QRP contest? The VK QRP Club has a great annual contest that is held in October each year. This club also has some great resources available. A good example of a QRP activity is the QRP by Bay event, held in VK3 and organised by Peter Parker, VK3YE. VK3YE has some fantastic QRP resources, e-books and videos available from his website. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Final Frontier, AO73 Funcube 1 Mode Changes. The transponder on AO73 Funcube 1 appears to be affected by its many months in continuous sunlight. It's anticipated that the situation may be resolved when the spacecraft starts to experience eclipses again at the end of April. The spacecraft will therefore remain in education mode until that time, with the usual high-power telemetry downlink active. In addition to the telemetry, fitter messages also remain available. Worldwide Special Interest Groups Internet Modes GlobalNet will mark World Amateur Radio Day. When the International Amateur Radio Union was created in Paris in 1925, no one could have envisaged the changes that would shape the hobby so many decades later, including internet-linked modes such as Echolink and IRLP. Using the special event callsign W2W, a 12-hour VoIP net will be among those on the air around the world marking the occasion, celebrating amateur radio and the friendships the hobby has built. This 12-hour net will begin taking check-ins on the 18th of April, beginning at 1600 UTC. It will be accessible via IRLP 9251, the World Conference Server. Whilst technology may have changed significantly since 1925, ham radio friendships continue to endure. Worldwide Special Interest Groups Rescue Radio. Townsville Ops Comms Support. Training.
TCAC King of the Hill Hill Climb on the Mount Stewart Road. The next event takes place May 27th. This is a chance to get out in the field and mix your radio with high-speed organised autosports. It's also an opportunity to get your CAMS officials license. Operators needed to man the start and flying finish positions on the Mount Stewart Road. 7am start, free food at lunchtime, finished by 3.30pm. Make sure you bring a comfy chair. Sunday, 27th of May. Disaster Relief Department appoints amateur radio consultants. Frank Brinkman, DO1FRK, and Andreas Kleiner, DG4OAE, have been nominated by the Hanover Region as amateur radio consultants in the Disaster Relief Department of the Hanover Region. Both hams will be available to the region's crisis staff for questions on amateur radio and its use in the event of a disaster. Emergency radio within amateur radio in the Ministry of Interior of the State of Lower Saxony enjoys a high priority. That's all in this week's Worldwide Special Interest Group News. Thanks to my co-presenters Grant, VK5GR, and Bruce, VK3FFF. I'm Col, VK3GTV. Well, there we be, the end of WIA News for another week. Again this week, lots of information. Again this week, we remind you to read all about it in the text edition at wia.org.au or subscribe for your own early email copy. Next weekend, VK4 Redfest 2019, April 13, and those taking Q News, more in that service shortly, and in VK6 Hagfest, April 14. Till next we meet, I'm Graham, VK4BB. Walk softly. From Australia, this has been VK1 WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service. On RF, we thank our rebroadcast team and you for listening. And remember, internet streaming and text of this news is available 24-7 at wia.org.au.